Podstarter. Thanks everyone for uh, tuning in. Uh, we've got an interesting conversation today. This is uh, it's a real corporate strategy. Um, first, Reese, tell us tell us who you had a conversation with. Uh, I had a conversation with Jeff White from the Cooler Ring podcast, uh, who I know that you know, but um, we had to get him in because he's been using podcasting, and we we saw him give a talk on um, how he uses podcasting in a, in, a, in a completely different way. This is as a company that's doing a podcast, uh, and they've got tons of great skills, internal skills. They're digital marketers. Um, they they focus in the manufacturing industry, and the reason why we wanted to reach out to uh, to Jeff and have Jeff on the podcast. He presented something that talked about uh, as, a, as a sales tool, using podcasting not really as a marketing tool. We always heard that conversation, which is lead generation and thought leadership. They're actually using a podcast to be able to build relationships with key accounts, key clients, and key prospects. So that dialogue that sort of digs into how they use a podcast was different than everything else we'd heard before. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the way that they... Um use the podcast to get guests and and then um uh use the guests as almost like a uh, a relationship building tool you know it's it's a great way to get your foot in the door and to talk to people and then um they built then they've built a community around that podcast as well so everyone who's been on this show um is aware of the show and, and you know a potential listener to the show uh, it's kind of creating this this is a very unique way of creating um uh, you know a momentum behind their business and to start marketing and growing in spaces that are hard to reach potentially i think you and jeff talk a little bit about that that community notion but they're actually getting invitations to sort of industry events not as a vendor but as a as a thought leader yeah, and, and that's it. But by having that show and creating a platform for people to talk about those issues, by proxy, they've become um, curators of thought leadership in, in that industry and central to it. So for them to now be seen differently as, oh, yeah, they, they also provide these services, but I'm more interested in what they've got to say about the industry, uh, you know, and what they've learned and, and how much also they've learned from speaking to, the, to these people on, on their show, um, the amount of knowledge that they've been given uh, has just allowed them to really specialize in in an amazing way really i i can't imagine the the credibility a sales rep would get from being able to be a thought leader share ideas that's your first step in the sales process for for them i mean it is it's a marketing strategy but then to be able to go into a into a pitch cycle to be able to say now let me tell you what i think about this you've got instant cred well yeah think about the trust if if you know that they've already interviewed 15 uh, really prominent contemporary people who may have been former colleagues or you know them in a different organization or competitors, you might, you, you already know that they're on the radar of those people. So there's a, there's a real trust and um, uh, kind of a, it, it really adds so much credibility to who they are and what they're doing because they're central to to all the important conversations within the industry they specialize in. It's, it's, a, it's a flip. It's almost like uh, everyone's reading books to get knowledge, consuming knowledge. For them, it's almost the other way around. I'm actually writing the book, so I'm now the expert on it. I didn't just read it and learn it. No, no, no. But I'm actually having these conversations. I'm writing it and I'm sharing it, and I'm now into that space. And your clients and potential clients are then part of that journey as well. So yeah, it's cool. What was the uh, what was the biggest thing you took away from this podcast or from this conversation with Jeff White? I think it is the first of all the ability to use a podcast 
um, in a new inventive way, but also how um, podcasting can really um, grow a community in a in a way that you know you know cold calling has always been cold calling and growing your business can be quite tough, and this just seemed like a very warm, inclusive friendly uh celebratory way to really build a presence in the industry and the way that they did it uh it was executed incredibly well they've got a really well uh, process nailed down so i think if people can take one thing away is that um there are uh podcasting can offer amazing solutions to to problems if you're really if you're really creative and willing to really push yourself in what you think you can do with it really i i think that's my biggest takeaway from this conversation that um and cooler partners is 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 uh, frequently doing this where they adjust or they pivot or they change or they're quick to try new things and for them to be able to grab hold of this podcast in this structure and use it in a way that no one else was doing at the time i think is phenomenal so yeah. Really looking forward to listening to your conversation with Jeff White at uh, Cooler Partners. Uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Cooler Partners, and then we'll move on to the to the podcast after then. Sure. So I am uh, one of the co-owners of uh, Kula. Uh, we are a marketing agency that is built for industrial B2B manufacturers. Um, we work primarily with uh, those manufacturers um, throughout the US and Canada. And um, our focus is on web design and development, usually complex uh, systems-based web design and development, things that integrate with a lot of different pieces of software, e-commerce, that kind of thing. And then we also do digital marketing that powers uh, you know, bringing people to those websites and uh, account-based marketing, all that sort of, uh, sort of stuff. So um, our focus is really on um, telling the stories, I guess, with our podcast, rather, um, telling the stories of those uh, industrial manufacturing marketers. Tell us a little bit about the show and, and what kind of, um, what, what your, your kind of uh, topic of discussion is really sure. So, um, our the topics range widely because, of course, we we talk to uh, marketers from all over, and they may be from small B two B manufacturers on up to you know multi billion dollar companies. And uh, some of them are the only marketer on their team, and some of them are part of a larger internal agency um, within a uh, within a manufacturer. So, we set out with the podcast to basically get on the radar of the kinds of companies we wanted to do work with. Um, and, you know, as a small agency based here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, we knew that we could talk to a lot more people on a podcast than we could ever serve as clients. Um, but this gave us a vehicle to be able to get inside the heads of uh, really smart marketers who are doing really interesting things, um, you know, or around uh, North America and for their customers around the globe. So this was kind of less of a, uh, uh, a sense of you wanted to create a big audience and build this kind of big high profile show. You just wanted to be at the center of the conversation in your industry and really know what was going on, have your finger in, in, on the pulse and, and be a part of that kind of community in a way that you you uh, you couldn't necessarily with more traditional marketing means. Oh, quite right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's really hard um, as a as a marketing agency based in the Maritimes, you know, we, we have 
there's a limited client base in Atlantic Canada, and uh, we've been lucky to serve uh, you know a, a good number of uh, of great customers here. Um, but a couple of years ago, we made the difficult decision to become a vertically oriented uh, agency and only go after. Um, clients in that manufacturing sector. Uh, we still serve some of our existing legacy clients that are uh, especially the local ones, but um, we really wanted to get a deep understanding of the of the needs and the um, the specific unique challenges and successes that manufacturing marketers go through that we wouldn't have been able to do if we were only bringing them on as clients. So as I said, you know, we can, we can talk to a lot more people on the podcast than we can actually serve um, as a business. And this has enabled us to really grow and build our expertise about the sector and be able to apply that knowledge to the clients that we do end up bringing on. So, how much did you know about podcasting before you kind of undertook this this kind of mammoth operation? You know, we, we, how far is it from what you normally did on a day to day basis? Uh, it's it was completely new, to us, <laughs> honestly. I mean, uh, so today um, I'm not sure when this episode will go live, but uh, we published our 84th episode today. Uh, oh, congratulations! That's that's amazing. Yeah, we've been doing uh, publishing weekly every Tuesday, and. Um, for the last, uh, I would say up until last week, um, the preceding five or six weeks while we've been in lockdown, we we weren't publishing interviews so much. It was just my partner and I talking about some of the things that manufacturers might need to consider in the uh, you know post coronavirus world. Um, but uh, we, we didn't we didn't really want to kind of bring on um, guests and have them because part of the Part of the joy of, of, of the podcast is that the guests will share it with their networks as well. Um, so we didn't want to p- uh, put that on them to do that when perhaps they might have been just coming to terms with uh, dealing with the pandemic and the lockdown. Um, so we, we really uh, have um, been spending the time to, uh, you know, put some episodes in the can and get to, you know, get get up to speed and see what was going on. But we've, we've uh, re- um, relaunched the uh, the interviews as of the last couple of weeks. So, did you have to kind of like Google how to make a podcast, or did you have was anyone in your team kind of experienced in terms of like right, let's get this microphone, let's set up on this platform? Uh, what did that look like for you? Yeah, I'm I'm a real um, like gadget nerd, um, so I, I spent a, a fair bit of time uh, digging into that, and we didn't really know kind of what to do but we knew we could figure it out we've done over the years we've dabbled in every side of the agency life so we've we've made videos we've done audio recording and all of that so we had we had some gear we had some you know halfway decent mics they're not they're not the best but they work pretty well if you set them up properly and uh you know it was just it was really an opportunity to uh to kind of go out and, and buy some cool stuff and learn how it works. So, <laughs> so I did that. We tried uh, a number of, uh, because all of our interviews are done remotely, um, for the most part, uh, we tried a number of these kind of double-ended uh, recording platforms, Zencaster and Squadcast, and uh, had some trouble uh, last fall with Zencaster, really not not being able to keep up and and having a number of problems with that so we ended up switching to squadcast and we've been pretty happy with uh, with the quality and uh, the stability of that platform ever since 
And how, how much kind of experimentation and um, uh, were there many kind of pitfalls and mistakes that you kind of learned from during that process? I don't think so because, you know, we haven't tried to make it particularly structured. So okay. we, we weren't, we didn't go into it saying, okay, it's going to be like this. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to have five minutes where we talk about this and then we're going to transition to this. No, we just, we wanted to have very relaxed conversations with people because everybody that we're asking for the most part, I, you know, I thinking maybe there are one or two people that we've interviewed that would have had some experience before as guests on a podcast. But for the most part, the people that we've been interviewing, this is their first time doing it. They, um, they're totally chuffed that they've been asked, um, to, uh, to join us on the podcast. Um, that's a big part of our, our outreach strategy actually. And, um, they have really kind of, um, enjoyed the experience of being on the show. I think Carmen and I have a fairly relaxed sense about how, how we get on with each other and we just try and bring that to the show. And, uh, so people come on, they join us for half an hour. We ask some questions. It's never confrontational. You know, it's not like gotcha journalism or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe you're going to spring that on me later. In the- <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, we aim to try and trip people up when they get comfortable. Yes, exactly. so. <laughs> ah, um, so that was just, and that's kind of the experience of working with us too. So we, we wanted that to be an on-ramp to uh, um, getting to know Kula partners. And uh, that's what it's been. So like, I mean, I, I find that like a really inspired strategy in terms of there's always that flattery of being asked to be on somebody else's yeah. podcast. You go, oh, so people want to ask me questions and, and <laughs> maybe somebody wants to listen to me. This is great. Yeah. And I, I think that that's a great icebreaker. You know, you're not, um, giving anybody a hard sell it's just hey you know come and chat to us get to know each other and then you know like, like you say in the strategy afterwards of them sharing that uh, podcast with their network and and the, the waves that kind of come out of that um, is, is, is really interesting so that was obviously with that being a key part of your strategy how did you then uh, feel when you were approaching your first interviewee for your first ever episode? What what, what was that process like if, if you were like, you knew that um, their experience was an essential part of, of this succeeding as a plan? Yeah, and I mean, some of our early episodes were with some of the biggest companies, uh, representatives of some of the largest companies we've ever interviewed. I mean, we had uh, General Electric Power, GE Power, AVB, um, Avery Dennison, like these are huge, huge manufacturing organizations. And, um, you know, having them on the show, um, the, the good thing about that is that uh, because we were able to land some of those um, early um, successful marketers on the show, it made it easier to get subsequent ones. And uh, as a result, the, those people are also pretty well spoken. You know, a lot of them, a lot of the people that we reach out to, we try and find folks who are publishing, you know, on the, their own blog or a corporate blog a fair amount. Maybe they've done some public speaking. And uh, as such, they were a little bit more prepared. And so it didn't have to, uh, it, it didn't, make them as nervous as maybe they might have been had we uh, found some of the, um, you know, people with less experience with that kind of thing. And, and both my co-host and I do a fair amount of public speaking as well. So um, it was relatively easy for us to ease into this role. And uh, we, we didn't have too much trouble getting that part kicked off. And that's, that's I think that's the, um, the, the element of once you get going, once you start, 
you learn so quickly um and, and also then you just refine every time you kind of meet a new guest and and speak to them um did you find uh with a, a, a guest focused strategy uh what did that mean for your audience did you uh did you kind of imagine the audience you would like to have or uh were you kind of more uh, putting more emphasis on on who the guests should be rather than uh, who the audience would like to hear, or was it uh, slightly more organic than that? Was it each episode kind of uh, a, a balance between the both? I, I think it's interesting because we never went as far as we were concerned. If anyone other than our moms listened to this, that was fine. <laughs> like, it really didn't matter. The listenership has grown organically, and we've been lucky to have you know. It's not you know this isn't. Um, you know, the 99% invisible or anything, but you know, we've had tens of thousands of listens since we launched, uh, just coming up on two years now, which isn't a ton, but it's, you know, we, each episode gets a few hundred listens and that's great. Um, really this is about connecting with the guests and using the podcast as a vehicle and a strategy for finding organizations that we can a learn from and b potentially uh, leverage as uh, as experts who are in our community now and then see if some of that turns into new business for kula all the better but you know we're we're not we're, we certainly don't go into it with a hard sell. And, uh, you know, we do a lot of prospecting to figure out who it is we would like to speak with. And um, then we have a whole process that we employ to reach out to those guests, um, inform them of the show if they haven't heard of it, which, you know, like I said, this isn't a highly listened um, podcast, but uh to reach out to them and uh, and explain what the show is and uh, and try and get them on. So we we've refined that process uh, quite a lot over the last couple of years, and that part has been I think the one thing that is that is really um, for me it's the most interesting part. You know what we've been able to do in terms of outreach and. Um, guest prospecting and the the level of response is just it's mind-boggling because I've done outbound sales and I've done inbound sales and and I've you know we we've done that in all kinds of different ways this is without a doubt the best um, strategy we've ever employed from a business um, development standpoint in the history of cool and we've been around 17 years so you know we've tried a lot of things <laughs> That's amazing, and I guess like I I I saw you talk uh, at the Atlantic Podcast Summit, and you kind of outlined all these detailed steps that you've refined and kind of cataloged, and it's really interesting to see the the level of detail and and how well you track it and everything. So, uh, as someone who's like had businesses and tried cold call and tried like a few different things, you know the the level of success success that you've had with this in terms of just engaging people, but also creating advocates and people who are mm -hmm. looking out for you and looking out for your um, new content that you're putting out to, to share uh, and to kind of celebrate that. Um, I, I, you've, you've definitely kind of built a community around it. And, and did that surprise you? Was that always the goal or did it become something bigger than you imagined it could be? I, I think the the community part of it was what we had hoped it would become. And uh, we've been really pleasantly surprised to see how the podcast has 
evolved into this not not just the community of guests that we've had in the past because that that part um has been really wonderful too i mean we have you know here we have uh like i say we published our 84th episode today um probably got close to a hundred total recorded at this point and it's the case that we can actually go back to those guests with other questions um in the fall for example um we were thinking of doing this uh this offer in this campaign idea that we had and uh so what we did was we actually sent it out to all of our previous podcast guests and just said hey we're thinking of doing this what do you think and almost every single person we had ever interviewed on the podcast responded with a detailed thoughtful response of what they thought of the idea, whether or not they would use it, who they thought it would be most relevant for. And we were were just taken aback, you know, like you don't normally get that kind of response rate on anything. Um, And second of all, it it was just the, the, the connection that those guests had had with us, um, made it so it was a very familiar, very comfortable kind of thing. You just go like, hey, I want to bounce an idea off you. What do you think? And uh, we, we've never had that kind of level of um, audience community before. And it really, we, we try, we've tried to do that with blogging, but it's a lot harder. And, and you just don't, you don't have the same kind of connection with your audience because you're not talking to a third party in that case. But the other thing that's been really amazing is we were in a sales call last week um, with a prospect that uh, had come on to our radar we hadn't uh, they're not somebody we reached out to for the podcast or anything and we get to the end of the conversation and uh, been talking an hour about their requirements and what they wanted us to do and so on and we we're getting ready to kind of finish up and you know we we're usually pretty um we don't lead with our qualifications or anything like that. We try and make everything all about uh, the person that we're talking to. So I said, you know, do you have any questions for us? Is there anything you'd like to know about the agency? And she said, uh, no, you know, I, I've been listening to your podcast for ages, and I just feel like I, I really know the both of you so well already. <laughs> and, and that was just, that's the coolest, you know, that that's the best possible response that we could hope for in terms of what the what the goal of this podcast was when we originally stood it up just about two years ago. And I think that's it is the, uh, you you look at the kind of statistics about uh, brands advertising on podcasts in comparison to, to like other um, platforms and the, the loyalty that you can inspire from people it, from hearing your voice and hearing that kind of authentic conversation is just mind blowing the, uh, the, the, the difference between that and somebody who follows your Twitter feed, for instance, like you'd have a very different conversation if you bumped into your podcast listener and your Twitter follower in real life. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a kind of a, a very, very different connection in, in how audio affects the brain and, and how they feel about you. So it is amazing that. <laughs> That's a great story to kind of prove oh. that point in a sense where they just knew you even though you'd never met them. So Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, God help them if they follow me on Twitter. It's a totally different <laughs> Different audience, different, different message. Yeah. 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 That's mostly just bitching about local politics, honestly. <laughs> so how did you um uh how, how do you find you you found yourself now with this uh you know podcast that is fast approaching 100 episodes is a weekly format you you built a community how do you now balance that 
with the original business that you were doing that this is now supporting does it does it kind of uh create a drain or do you outsource the editing or how how do you manage to pull it all together and uh maintain uh everything else that you need to do sure it's it's remarkably light lifting i have to say um you know, uh, once we have the episodes recorded and we have a, a fairly pat process that we've put in place uh, using HubSpot, um, our CRM tool, uh, we have sequences of messages that go out to remind people. Um, we have an online booking engine so people can uh, can book their time with us. We've stood up a, uh, a landing page that's like a you know, a thousand word FAQ about all the things you need to know, what kind of equipment you need to have, all, all of that sort of thing. Um, that That's probably the the one thing that has been a bit of, of a pain in the butt is just making sure that people have the right kind of headphones with a mic or something and that they're not Bluetooth and they're not going to get screwed up when they try and record. But, um, you know, that, that part is relatively easily navigated. But uh, yeah, so that, you know, Getting it stood up, getting it recorded is probably about the most intensive side of things. And I mean, we're lucky because I, I've got a team of of amazing marketers and web developers at our at our uh, disposal who can put these things together. But the way we've done it actually is, you know, we record with Squadcast. I edit the episodes together. They're really quite simple because there's just a bit of talking and it's bookended by an intro and an outro with a interstitial ad about one of Kula's offers. And, um, you know, it takes me about half an hour or so to, uh, to pull an episode together. I've got a contact in California that I send the, each episode to, and he transcribes them. We were using Rev for transcription, but uh, stopped doing that because they found out that they weren't paying their transcribers particularly well. So um, we wanted to, uh, to have a bit more of a connection with the person who was transcribing for us. And then we have templates on our website and uh, for and things like that and my team edits the uh the transcript uh pulls together a thank you email for our guest and uh we build out a bunch of social posts and schedule those in hubspot and and off we go i, I think it's probably you know not counting the actual recording and setup and outreach for each episode you know we're probably looking at about three four hours of work combined per week to get an episode out the door it sounds like you've got a really efficient machine behind you then, <laughs> just to kind of yeah, I, streamline that process. I don't want to change it. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I don't want to change it because it works really yeah, yeah. well. And, it's <laughs> to, uh, and, and I will say this, you know, despite the fact that we're, you know, we're almost approaching triple digits here in terms of number of episodes recorded, we still learn something new in almost every episode. And my, my partner and I have, have always said, um, you know, one of the best uh, one of the best things about content creation, whether it's blogging or podcasting or writing an email newsletter or whatever that happens to be, is when you're in a sales call and somebody brings up a topic, you know, a prospect brings up a topic that is probably brand new to them, you know, they, they want to try something new account-based marketing or or something like that um and we can say yeah you know we recorded a podcast episode about that uh, in 2017 <laughs> you know or uh, or i wrote this blog post about that you know back in 2011 and uh and then you can pull that up and send it to them and they're they're just they're aghast that someone was thinking about this way back then and it really brings a level of credibility to that conversation that 
you simply wouldn't have if you didn't have access to this library and body of, of content assets that you can pull from at any given time. And, uh, you know, the other thing too, is the credibility that that podcast gives us, uh, you know, on our website, we've got logos for all these companies that we've worked with. Um, and then logos for all these companies that we've interviewed on in the podcast. And it just helps to really elevate the Kula brand. Yeah, I can I can imagine that you're also offering people incredible value, even just in a meeting, if you're then giving them these resources and being able to relate real experience on that topic too. They come off a sales call where they've already got something off you that was very minimal effort for you to share that is of yeah, immense value to them already. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, that that part's been really, really great. So we, you know, the as with anything else, you know, the best time to start a podcast was yesterday, and the second best time is now. <laughs> exactly. So. With with you kind of being ingrained within your your kind of vertical in the community there, and you you kind of making all these connections with different people in different companies. Um, when there were conferences happening before kind of the the COVID nineteen issue, um, did you? Uh, find yourself becoming way more familiar with the people there and find it much easier to make connections because of the the, the podcast. It has, um, it certainly paid off. There have been people who've come up to me um, like at HubSpot's inbound conference. Um, usually attend that every year and, and mention, you know, oh, I've listened to your podcast, really enjoy it. That, that's really cool. Um, prospects, you know, we get them on the phone, as I was mentioning earlier, bring it up as uh, something that they've been experiencing. I will say the one thing that really shocked us is that in the manufacturing industry, there, there are a lot of manufacturing oriented conferences, where executives from those manufacturing firms are invited, they come to speak, what have you. Um, generally speaking, suppliers are not welcome at those conferences. So you know, like we can't, we can't even pay to go to, uh, to have a booth or to meet people at a lot of these manufacturing conferences. But because of the podcast, we've been invited to sponsor um, simply by showing up and recording live episodes at the conference. Um, we've been invited to sponsor manufacturing conferences before we were at one in Chicago last fall, and uh, they invited us. Um, guests, after they finished speaking at the conference, came to our green room and, and uh, recorded with us. And we, we did, uh, I think we recorded seven episodes of the podcast on site and got all these great contacts with these huge manufacturing firms that, uh, you know, otherwise would have been rather hard to get to. And um, it truly elevated the brand. It was like um, sponsoring the conference was Deloitte. Microsoft and Kula Partners. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a great, wow. what a great trio to be part of. <laughs> I know, I know. So now we're a media company too. We're like, all right, this is awesome. Oh well, so if that was me, I would have been taking a selfie in front of all the uh, the, the branding. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's amazing, and I think that that does change your presence at an event in that sense. Um, you know, your ability to then be be. A, central to it rather than uh, on the fringes or even even just being allowed in through the door that sounds incredible yeah and and it's because i mean most of the time you know we've been we've paid to be part of other manufacturing conferences where 
the manufacturing marketers show up and and they all get to come for free and then the suppliers and all the agencies like ours have to pay fifteen thousand dollars us to go to these conferences and i remember talking to one of the uh one of the marketers who was there and he's like, yeah, it's like running the friggin' gauntlet coming over here into the room, all these piranhas trying to, uh, to eat us, you know, and, and it, it was just a totally different dynamic from that to actually being at this other manufacturing conference where we're there as a guest and the podcast gives us legitimacy. Um, it gives us, um, something to talk about and it just helped expose our brand to a whole group of people who had honestly never heard of us at that point. That's amazing. And what would you, what would you say to a company considering this? You know, what, what would they, what should their expectations be? I mean, it might not even be a company. It might be like a charity or organization or an, or an individual who might want to, to replicate or, or, you know, use some of the lessons that you've learned. Uh, what would be the starting point for them to consider whatever their kind of sector may be? Are there any fundamentals you could transfer? I think so. And I think one of the most important things that you need to understand about using a podcast as a vehicle for for marketing and for getting the word out is that the more focused you are in terms of knowing who your audience is, and in our case, our audience is the same people we want to interview, um, if you have a good idea of who that ideal customer profile is, it will make it a lot easier for you to be able to identify the prospects that you want to get on the show. And the, you know, the people, I, I know exactly who my audience is here. I know the size of the company. I know the names of a lot of those companies. I know exactly who I want to be on our show. And I know exactly who I want to be listening to our show. And if you're, you know, thinking about it more in terms of the, the marketing agency world, most agencies are generalists. So, you know, they, they would be just as happy to have, you know, 19 different types of companies as clients for them, whereas we want very specific clients. And as a result of that, we're able to say, okay, these are the people that we want to have on the show. And I can identify them by name. I can figure out exactly who the person is that I want to have on the show um, with some of the tools that we use, like Zoom Info. And if you can get that precise about who your ideal customer profile is or or your ideal um, charitable giving target company is or whatever that happens to be, it will be a lot easier to actually pull together the show and uh, and promote it and have a consistent message um, as you go through the making of it. Great. And, and do you think that the... Um the the creative element behind how you put the show together um how has that kind of uh, changed how you feel about uh, doing the interviews and, and and interview technique is it is there anything you've learned from doing all these interviews and packaging them up that you think you could you could share with with people who are who are just starting on that journey themselves i i think one of the one of the best things that you can do is um especially if you're going to be doing an interview based show um, I think there's absolutely no question. Like when I go back and listen to some of the early episodes, even though, as I was mentioning earlier, you know, we, we keep these really low key and, and they're very conversational. There's still a lot of skill required to do that well. 
and you know to avoid the ums and ahs and i i know i say kind of way too much and <laughs> i i think one of the things that you can really do in order to hone your craft and become better at it is to listen to other podcasts with people who are really good at that kind of thing and um like i i love um how i made this uh which is a an npr podcast about entrepreneurship and uh, the guy i can't remember his name right now um who does the interviews is just he's just a consummate interviewer and he, he's really quite guy Ross, and uh guy just has this really um familiar way of, of asking questions he makes people feel very at ease and very comfortable but he's also incredibly well researched which um that's part of our process too is uh, we don't just bring people on the show and then record the episode we have a pre-conversation before we ever set a time to record where we'll have a half hour conversation with the guest and talk about the things that they're interested in and then use that to define what the theme is going to be for the episode and then send them some of those thoughts about uh, about where we're thinking of taking the questioning. And I, I think the, uh, the episodes where we do the best job are the ones where we're reasonably well prepared, but not too well prepared. Um, every once in a while, we'll have somebody who wants to have like everything written out, and then they'll read from a script as you ask them. The oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those episodes are just not that interesting. You can, it's like you can tell, you know, they're reading from a card. But um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the ones that go well, people are, you know, you, you're able to tee up the the things that you know, and, and you're not referring to too much inside baseball. And well, as we were talking about in our pre-conversation, like, oh, crap, there's nobody else there for that. It was just us. Why are we bringing that up? You know, so we're just trying to be a better, a better interviewer. And I think it's made... Um, it's made me a, a better public speaker. Um, and uh, it's made me able to recognize what are the qualities of somebody who, who really listens well and, um, you know, really kind of gets it and tries to get the best out of the people that they have on the show. Great. This is this has been fantastic. Um, if uh, our listeners would like to to check out Cooler Partners or or the podcast, where can they find out more? Sure. So um, everything is on our site, coolapartners.com. Uh, That's K U L A partners.com and click on podcast or the Cooler Ring, and uh, that's where the show is. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thanks a lot, Reese. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Visit podstarter.io to find out how we can help you build the podcast you and your audience needs. To listen to more episodes, search Podstarter wherever you find your podcasts or visit our website. You can also find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Podstarter is produced in Nova Scotia, Canada by podstarter.io. Podstarter 